Welcome to the Inspirational Educators Podcast. My name is Nancy McHill, a lifelong educator helping teachers reach all learners through simple yet effective and proven teaching strategies that you can implement in your classroom. These strategies and tips will engage, teach, and motivate your students. You're here for a purpose, and what could be better than supporting each other while we support our students? So sit back, relax, and come along this journey with me while we strive to reach all of our learners and make a difference every day. Hi, and welcome to the Inspirational Educators Podcast. Thank you so much for being here today with me. Today, we are going to talk about recess times and break times in school and the positive effects of recess and why it's so important to make sure that we let our kids have recess because I'm going to focus a lot more on the aspect of taking away recess. Like, should we take recess away or not if kids miss homework or if they misbehave? And I know there are a lot of conflicting views on this, but I think it's important to address and look at the research because the research says that kids need recess. They need movement. They need time to give their brains a break. And if we know this as teachers, then taking away recess as a form of punishment might not be the best route. So Finland has one of the best school systems in the world and consistently ranks at the top of the global education database. A core component of this is because they have multiple breaks and recesses. So in Finland, they actually have a 15-minute break for every 45-minute lesson as well as a one or two 30-minute recess. So let's take a look at that alone. Now, a 15-minute break doesn't necessarily mean you go outside for recess for 15 minutes, but they have a break for every 45 minutes that they are learning. And that break could look probably like playing games or having free time in the class or drawing or reading whatever it is, but giving them those extra breaks. And then they also have one or two minute or one or two 30 minute recesses. Now schools in America have shortened recess time to fit in more learning. While that may sound like it makes sense to increase the time for learning to get better results, it doesn't necessarily work out that way. Researchers are proving that cutting down on playtime actually hinders a child's learning. So Auntie Blum, program director for Finnish schools, says that students have improved well-being, enjoyed school more, and put more effort into their work for the students that in Finland that have that have these extra breaks and longer recesses. A report from CDC says that extra recess benefits attentive learning coping skills, gained memory functions, and relieves stress. In that same report, they reviewed 14 studies and evaluated the relationship between academic performance, classroom behaviors, and recess. 
The review concluded that there were no negative outcomes from any of the recess studies, but eight of the studies showed a positive connection between recess and cognitive skills and academic performance. So a big reason for this is because the kids have unstructured free play. They get to work through like emotional skills, they get to interact with their peers, and they just get some time to enjoy being away from the classroom. So now that we know the research and we know the benefits of recess and how much kids not only want recess, but actually need it for their well-being and for them to thrive in the classroom and learn more. Now that we know all this, I'll pose the question again. Should we take recess away if kids miss a homework assignment or misbehave in their classroom? I know that this might seem like a hand-in-hand situation. Well, if they aren't being responsible, then they don't get to have fun kind of thing. But it, I think it's worth it to look at it a little bit more. What should teachers do instead? So before I answer this question, we have to differentiate between the student who accidentally misses an assignment or once in a while talks out of turn versus a student who is kind of regularly doing these things. If this is a student who you know has good intentions and tries their best but slips up once in a while, because we all do even as adults, then I would strongly encourage you to just talk to the student, give them gentle reminders, and really harsh consequences are not in order. Like for my kids personally, and they have really amazing teachers, but they get really nervous about missing any homework assignment or forgetting something at home or anything like that, I think they're afraid of the consequences, which I don't think the teachers would jump to like any conclusions or anything. And they haven't. Um, but like, I know that many kids will cry and, and, you know, if they really truly just forgot something at home and they will throw a big fit, but because they're just scared of the consequences. But I think as teachers, if we know like the good intentions, then I think that might help ease the situation a little more. But if we do have a student who keeps missing their homework, what should we do? Some teachers might say, well, they took away my time in the classroom, so I'm kind of taking away theirs. Well, is that really the case? I don't think they necessarily took the teacher's time, but in the end, we do want our students to succeed. So, and do their homework and turn it in. So how can we encourage this? And let's focus on the fact that we want them to succeed and not necessarily just pay the price. Here are some things to consider as an alternative to missing recess if a student doesn't turn in homework. And then I'm going to explain what we can do if a student misbehaves. So. First, I would make sure that, and I'm sure most of you already do this within the first week of school, is to lay the foundation first and foremost. Be very clear about your expectations, what you expect out of them, and what, you know, why is this so important, and, and all of these things, like why is it important to turn in homework, and 
It shows a sign of responsibility and it helps you practice what you're learning in class. Like talk about why it's so important and lay the foundation, the expectations of why it's so important to make sure that we're on top of it, we're organized and do the best we can. The second thing I would say is to make sure it's not too much homework because there are studies, which is a whole nother episode for another time, that says that, uh, you know, there's extremes, like no homework, like there isn't any benefit to any homework. And so, and then there's, you know, obviously the other extreme. So whether or not that's true, that's a whole nother issue. But just make sure it's not too much. And we know on top of that, that kids are, you know, they might be busy with activities or sports or just home life or, or whatever it might be, um, that too much homework might be a hindrance and might cause them to fail. So just make sure it's reasonable. The third thing I would say is to make sure they're equipped to complete their homework. So that means the they have the right environment they have the right materials they have the time to do it and if any of these things are not in place maybe help them come up with a game plan and put it in writing that might help to like write out steps or you know some kids might need more help with organization or making sure that they have a place in their house where they have homework to do or where they keep everything. So helping them come up with a game plan would really help, which leads to my next point is to talk with parents. So coming up with a game plan with parents would be ideal. And also just talking with parents and seeing like, what can we do to make sure that kids are on task and they're doing their homework and and all of these things and and maybe getting more insight to the child's home life and see, well, well, you know, where, what can we do to make, help them be successful? And remember, this is all before we're actually giving them a consequence. We're making sure we're, we're covering all our bases. The next thing I would suggest is to see if you can give any class time for doing homework and help them with it. So if you have maybe centers set up where they can have like a catch-up station where they catch up on work that they need to, or maybe if they're caught up in class and they can just work on homework, or if they finish an assignment early, they can, an option would be to do homework. So, you know, we want to always think about like the intention behind homework, which is to to practice what they've learned and help them be responsible and organized and all of those things. So this still teaches them, but they have that flexibility of having to do it in class if they have the opportunity. Now, if this is still a problem, see if there are any other gaps that you may have missed. Maybe, you know, and this would be just to the individual child and yourself as a teacher and just see like, what else could it be kind of thing. And then the last resort I would say would be to mark down their grade or maybe miss out on a fun game that they're you're doing in the class or a fun activity that you're doing in the class. I still wouldn't recommend 
having them miss recess because they need that break. They need that break for their brain and their well-being. So I think that if they missed out on something fun in class, that might, um, you know, they're not necessarily, they're still having the breaks they need, but they might have to do homework during the game. And I, I, I think that's, that makes a little bit more sense. Now, if students are misbehaving, there are some similar aspects with the steps and the things to think about, um, but I'll, obviously it's a little bit different. So first, again, be clear and give gentle reminders about what's required. So always set the foundation and explain very clearly and explicitly what you expect and what they should expect out of you. Like, you know, you want respect and in turn you'll respect them and type of thing and just having that that good relationship and that positive classroom climate. I would say strive for engaging lessons so students won't want to miss out on these fun activities and, and fun games and things. So the more that we can keep them engaged in learning and have hands-on learning and project-based learning and experiments and activities and games, like the more we can do things like that to really keep them engaged, the more that they're going to want to be engaged and not want to miss out because they might be misbehaving. And of course, talk with them, see what's going on. Is, is there something that you can help them with? Is there something going on where maybe they're, it's bothering them so they're acting out? So really just talking to them, pulling them aside and seeing what's going on with them might really help. And then again, talk to the parents. After you talk with them and maybe the, the behavior is still continuing, I would encourage you to talk to the parents and see what you could do as a team and come up with a game plan to see like, okay, what can we do to, to help this child behave better in class? Showing examples of good and bad behavior could be really good. And this could be more of like a whole class thing where you maybe do skits or give examples of what good behavior looks like and bad behavior looks like. When, sometimes when I was teaching and a child would talk a lot during my lesson, I would just walk over to them. I wouldn't even say anything. I would just walk over to them and simply my presence would be enough for them to not talk or pay attention. So doing things like that where it's like you're just there next to them could help. Even if they're working in groups and maybe they're acting out, go to that group and, and engage with them and talk with them. So at this point, we're all, tr we're trying like kind of like the positive discipline aspect of it. We're doing everything we can to help this child, right? To help this child succeed. Um, and maybe you, you do implement something like an individual behavior chart or something to that effect. And, you know, this, this can definitely work. And I think that it's a really good tool to use in class because we don't have all the time in the world to, to, to attend to every single thing and talk with the child every single time. Like we don't, but 
having a behavior chart or marble jar or something to that effect could really kind of help them remember a little bit faster. And the last resort would be to, uh, again, making them sit out during a fun activity or, or something to that effect. But again, um, not necessarily having them sit out at recess. And I am confident that you are doing most of these things. Um, I, I, and, and sometimes I give kind of, I think they might be simple reminders or gentle reminders. And even like some of my um, social media posts will be like, it's kind of like a, like, duh, like (laughs) I already do this or I already know this type of thing. But I think that it's really worthwhile to, um, to, to have these gentle reminders. I mean, even me as an educator and as a mom, and I know like what is good and what is bad, right? Like I, I know the research and I, I know all this stuff. Sometimes I forget. And sometimes like I'll see a post about something I should do with my kids and I already knew about it, but I'm like, oh, well actually, no, I'm going to focus on that. That's a good reminder. So, you know, even if you, you've, done all these things or you you know like the right way or whatever it might be like I mean I would just encourage you to take it as a gentle reminder and and maybe I I talked about one thing that you didn't do and that you could try I would really love to hear about what works for you and what you do when students aren't turning in homework or when they're misbehaving or or whatever it might be So at the end of every episode from now on, I'm going to try to give you an actionable step. And because really, like, I like to practice what I preach. And I, uh, even though this is a podcast, I uh, prefer always just being around people and, and talking with them. And if I'm giving a workshop, they're involved, like everyone is involved in the workshop. So I like actionable steps because it's something you can do if you feel like you need to. So this week's actionable step is to revisit your discipline policy and work on one change that you want to try. So I gave a few different ideas and maybe you can take one of them and see if you want to try and uh, and and do one of them. So and I I also love to hear from you because you know I'm I'm talking and uh, I don't know who's listening and I don't know yeah you know, I, I I I know how many are listening like I see numbers but um, I love to meet people you know sometime just if you can message me email me whatever it might be I'd love to hear from you or even like tag me in your stories while you're listening to this podcast, whatever it might be, um, I would really, really appreciate that. My email is nancy at buildaproject.net and you can find me on all of social media, pretty much almost all at nancymichaeledu. And again, if you ever have any questions or comments or ideas or anything you want me to talk on the pod- about on the podcast, I would love to to uh, answer it and address it on the podcast. So feel free to reach out to me and let me know if there's ever a topic that you would like me to talk about. I hope you have a fantastic rest of the week.